right. Welcome back to another episode of Bet GPT. We are checking in here on episode 17. Thank you for tuning in. Um, it's another great weekend of football, a profitable weekend for the six pack. Uh, we'll get to that in a second, but Slade, do you have a good weekend? Do you enjoy that Bears beatdown? Oh, it was beautiful. I enjoyed I enjoyed every snap of it. One loss closer to Caleb Williams. Yep. So the, yeah. I've already looked and, at the uh, box, they, man. I've seen Drake May and Jared Verse in the link you tweeted last night. I was like, oh, hell yeah. And don't forget about the Carolina Panthers first round yep. pick that also belongs to the Bears. The Panthers are 0 2 as well. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. Um, real quick, the six pack. Um, unsurprisingly, it was a profitable weekend for us. Um, we went 4 and 2. The Chargers minus 3. I think that. Um, collectively you and I need to put them on the list of we can never bet you mm-hmm. again. The Chargers don't know how to win football games. Yeah. I, I don't you can't tell me the Titans are a better team than the Chargers. This is like four years, I feel like, of saying this all like every week. It's like, how did they lose that game? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they managed they managed to do it. So Chargers is a loss. The Colts plus one against the Texans. They cruised there. Um, DJ Moore over 42 and a half receiving yards. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that cashed in like the end of the first or second No, it, it cashed on the, the Bears' first possession in the first four plays. He had oh, 65 okay. yards on the, on, on, in the first four plays of the game. And then I think they forgot he played for the team because what, did he finish with like 80? Yeah, he only had one catch in the fourth quarter. That was while they were driving. Yeah. So that's two and one Browns last night on Monday night football. We can get into that in a bit. They did failed to cover. Um, then your last two picks, Florida, Tennessee under 58 and a half that easily got there. I think the totals that ended up being like 45. And then you also had a three leg seven point teaser at plus money. Um, you tease the Cowboys, Niners and bills down and they all pretty comfortably covered that. The Niners game uh, was a lot more competitive than mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be. But um, that cash. So we're looking at four and two there. Um, I will be updating on our Twitter. Um, I have it. Um, I'll, I'll retweet our um, our Excel sheet that basically tracks every single pick. Um, yeah. And w- as we've talked about. Go I was going to say in the future, maybe we'll include like if we really like a play, we'll like tell you like we're going to do a different unit size. Um, because I think in reality, when you're gambling, you're not always betting one unit or the same unit every single time if you really like something more than something else so um, that might be just something we we add to the rotation going forward yeah yep okay um nfl preview let's get into it first game um or excuse me i guess a recap it would be first game was the thursday night game eagles vikings eagles took it 34 to 28 uh super sloppy game um but of, co- of course, like Kirk Cousins, you look at the box yeah. you're like, oh, 31 to 44 for 364 and four touchdowns. That's a great performance. Yeah, but. that's that's the Kirk Cousins special. Um, he didn't play bad individually, I don't think. I mean, he he was vintage Kirk at moments, but I think overall he he wasn't the reason they lost. Um, th- that was the game that I'm really glad we stayed away from because I think the line was six and it ended up being six. It, it moved around that during the day. So I guess it kind of just depended what side you landed on. Um, but yeah, I'm glad I stayed away from that one. 
Yeah, and Kirk, he didn't play well, but I know he did have a big fumble. And I'm looking at his career stats here. He's had 87 career fumbles dating back to 2012. So that's averaging 7.3 per year. Um, I don't really have anything, anyone to compare that to, but that seems pretty high. Have you seen all this stuff about should the Jets trade for Kirk? (laughs) No, because I think he's only got one year left on his deal. So it, and if the Vikings are out of it, it could make sense. Um, he goes there, just finishes the year with the Jets, hits free agency. Rodgers comes back for the Jets. I don't know. I don't think it'll happen because he does still make a lot of money, but it would be kind of interesting to see because that team is, the Jets are pretty good outside of QB. Yeah. No, I, I could see it. And as we talked about last episode, we think that the Jets will have to get a quarterback from the NFC. Uh-huh. And we have the Vikings and Chargers coming up this weekend. So two teams who invent ways to lose, like something's got to give there. Yeah. Whatever team falls to 0-3, they got to hit the panic. I was going to say, whoever loses that, if the Vikings go to 0-3, I think it's more their season's toast than the Chargers. I think the Chargers would have a smaller chance, better chance, slightly better chance of bouncing back from 0-3, but it would be, um, it'd be a little dicey. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, from the Eagles side of things, their defense doesn't look to be as strong as last year. I know they've had some injuries. Um, Harv, I think it was Hargraves for them. Who was it? Someone or no, 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 no. It was their, um, it was their safety. He got hurt. Um, their offense. Jalen Carter looks all right. Yeah. Jalen Carter looks all right. Um, Avante Maddox. He's the guy who got hurt for them. Um, he could be missing out or missing the rest of the year. Um, their offense looks okay. Jalen Hurts um, obviously is still like a very powerful runner. No one can stop him on when he runs it for uh, you know third and one, I'm, fourth and one. I'm really surprised that like NFL wide and even in college that that play isn't more popular. I, I'll be really surprised if like in two three years that play isn't banned. It's just because it used to be you wouldn't you used to not be able to push a quarterback in the back. And then I think they changed it. And now it's just you can't hold them. Because I remember like the Bush push was a huge deal when USC did that. Um, and now all of a sudden it's legal. And of course, I mean, he's strong. Like I get that not every QB can do that. But it's just like you're never going to stop that from gaining a half a, half a yard. It's I a goal line and stoppable play. Yeah, I think Brock Purdy did it this past weekend. Um, but I, yes, I do think it'll eventually get banned, but you'd be silly not to use it while it is still legal because it clearly works. Mm-hmm. But I think teams not using it shows like it's not as easy as it looks. Like you do need to make sure everyone's on the same page and you do need, you can't you need have, to get that good. Part. You can't have the Bears offensive line as we saw week one. Um, trying it twice, but like if you're if you're the Colts and you have Anthony Richardson, I'm adding that to the. Re- I know he's gotten hurt already uh, twice, so maybe you want to be a little more yeah. careful. But like, just in terms of like him physically, I mean he's even a bigger, better, stronger athlete than Hurt. So I, I would let him do that play um, if it really came down to it. Call me crazy, and like this is not. There's a time and a place for this, but. Like the Colts, for example, what if they were like driving at the end of the game um, and it was like first and 10 and they ran that play and got six yards? Like, I would take that. 
Oh, hell yeah. Get six yards if a defense wasn't ready for it. There was a couple times Um, with Nate Stanley. They did something kind of similar to that earlier in a down. And I swear I got like five, six yards because he was just so big. You can get, and if you have like Tyler Linderbaum there, you might get a push. Yeah. So once again, it just comes down to the O line. Um, Next game, Ravens beat the Bengals 27-24. I know you've been high on the Ravens. Um, Lamar looked pretty good. They pulled that off. Yeah, he looked looked even better than I think the box score would show. He had a couple really nice plays get called back. Um, Nothing drives me crazier than like when there's a flag on something. Like, yes, it is a flag and they should call it, but it has like no impact on that play being successful. You know, like you didn't spring someone loose or anything like it's just a meaningless penalty that nothing to do with the play. And like Lamar had a couple instances where I felt like he really could have racked up his stats, but he, they got called back. Um, I really don't even think that game was as close as the score. I know it finished as a three point game, but it was like a two score game for pretty much the whole second half until the end. Yeah. And I think the biggest story that goes along with this game is the Joe Burrow, a re-aggravation of his calf injury. It was on like his last throw of the game. He was rolling out of the pocket. And um, he, I don't know if he misstepped or what happened, but basically he was shown on the bench uh, massaging his calf. So I'm not, I'm not feeling great about him playing every single game for the rest of the year. The Bengals, they're over under for the wins is nine this year. Under. Which coming into the year, if you if you said the Bengals were going to win nine games, I think people would say you're crazy. They've had two straight really good good years with deep playoff runs, but I don't know. You have Jake Browning as your backup. If you if Jake Browning has to start two or three games, those are all losses. You're not winning any of those. Yeah, I, I'm calling it now. I think they're missing the playoffs. Um, that's not even a, a Joe Burrow dislike or doubting thing. Uh, if you just look at their schedule, you start zero and two. They have five games left where I think they're going to be significant underdogs. Like they play like at the 49ers, they play at Baltimore again. They they have five games where you can confidently say they're going to be an underdog unless like some crazy injury to the opponent happens. And then they have like five games where that are going to be toss-ups. Like they play the Browns again. You just lost by 20. I don't know if you can say just because it's at home this time, like you're going to win. Like they have they have some decent teams on the schedule. Um they really need to go three and one over the next four, or I think they're in serious trouble. Um, going two and two and being at what two and four, and then you've got like at Kansas City and at the 49ers right around the corner. Like you have a chance to be in like the three and two and like three and six type range. And I don't think you're getting into the playoffs with that. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. And if you look at the AFC standings, I know we'll get to the Browns, Ravens in a bit, but Ravens are two and zero, Steelers and Browns one and one, Bengals zero and two. Like you already know how competitive the AFC is going to be, um, and it's if you can't win the division, there's no guarantee, even if you get second in your division, that you're going to uh, you're going to make the playoffs. Um, some pro- some projections according to ESPN Analytics, Ravens have a seventy two percent chance to win the North. Browns 13.4, Bengals 6.8, Steelers 7.8. So um, not looking good for the Bengals. And to not make the playoffs, um, I know we don't have a six-pack, but do you want to go ahead and put this down as an official play? Do you like? Do we have number? the odds? I, I haven't looked at the odds or anything. That's just my opinion. 
Um, but it, I do yeah. want to I do want to add some context when I said those five games are going to be underdogs in. It's so it's at the 49ers. It's at Baltimore, who just beat you at home. It's at Jacksonville, who we think is a playoff team. And it's at the Chiefs. And then their only home game versus a really good team is the Bills. So, I mean, yes, injuries could happen. You know, maybe Lawrence is out for one of those games. You don't know. But I don't really know how you can look at that and feel great. I mean, how do you – I don't think they'd even be favored against Seattle. I don't know if they'd be favored against the Browns again. The Vikings would be kind of a close toss-up, depending on where they're at in their season. Um, and the Titans, we just saw beat the Chargers. So I, I just think Bengals fans should be severely concerned. If I'm wrong, I'll apologize. But I just I think my logic is sound here. So the odds of them making the playoffs, it's a pick em. It's or it's 110 either way. Um, do you want to put that down as an as an official pod play? Bengals, no, minus 110. Yes. I think it'll be fun okay. to follow it. So, yes, let's do it. All right. Secret pod play that we will be posting, but minus 110, Bengals to miss the playoffs. Yep. Okay. Um, next game, we have Seahawks beating the Lions in overtime, 37 to 31. Do you catch any of that game? Very little. It was, I think, at the same time as a lot of the other games I had on. Um, I know didn't golf have a pick six. Yeah. He threw his first interception at, in like, at, he was like 30 attempts short of breaking the NFL record. Yeah. It's cause I, I had, the, I had Seattle yeah. plus four and a half. So I'm not super upset about the outcome. Um, I do have the lions still winning the division, but that that's not a great loss. If you, I think winning that would have meant more than like losing it did, but um, it felt like they had a real chance to win that game. Weren't they up a touchdown or 10 points? Like I swear they had a lead and they kind of choked it away. So anytime you do that, that's going to be frustrating. Yeah, it was a back and forth game and DK got hurt too. I thought, yeah, DK got hurt. He ended up coming back. Um, and Kenneth Walker scored a couple touchdowns, um, went to OT Seahawks won the toss, drove right down the field, and Tyler Lockett walked it off for him on a six-yard touchdown. I I don't want to overreact to this too much because the Lions are not like I I never expected them to be any sort of juggernaut. I expected them to be competitive though and be able to win games. But like I know we're not necessarily trying to look ahead this week, but they're only three-point favorites to the Falcons. Like you're telling me if if Jared Goff goes out there and puts up like 25, do you think Desmond Ritter can can get three touchdowns? I'm not convinced uh, of that. I'm not convinced Desmond Ritter can do it, but I think I think they have a lot of weapons that ease his load. How much did they score last week against the Packers or two days ago against the Packers? It had to be right around they, 24, they, 25. Yeah, they won by one. They won. Um, they I think won 25, it's 24, I, th- I think it's safe to say the NFC North isn't very good. So all of the like the Falcons are also not very good, but the Falcons are probably are apparently pretty close to you know being on par with the top of the NFC North, which doesn't say a whole lot, which isn't a good thing if you're you know an NFC North team. Um, kind of what I expected is just it's a crapshoot. All these teams are flawed, some more than others. But I, I still will take yeah. the Lions, I guess. 
Yeah, and since we're on the topic of the Packers and Falcons, we can just talk about that next. Jordan Love, 14 to 25, three touchdowns, 151 yards. Desmond Ritter, 19 to 32, 237, and a touchdown and a pick. This game was really weird. It was like a lot of I don't know. It was like either like big plays or just like nothing was happening. Um the fourth quarter, the Falcons outscored him 13 to 0. So they ended up winning by one. Um, Falcons are 2-0. and They're probably the worst 2-0 team out there with the Bucks, but they're 2-0. and And um, everyone in the NFC North lost. Or, yeah, NFC North lost. Yeah, that was the game that the outcome kind of ended up being exactly what I thought it would be. It just didn't get there. It didn't play out the way I thought it would. Um, Desmond Ritter, for the first three quarters of that game, looked like he was the worst quarterback in the history of the NFL. And then... And then and the fourth quarter, he made just enough plays. Um, I think the Falcons, I think their coach is actually decent. It seemed like they made a lot of adjustments at halftime uh, where it seemed like the game could have got away from them. But they didn't, like I said, they didn't give up a point in the whole fourth quarter. And there was multiple drives where like the Packers either could have put that game away or came back and won and they couldn't do it. Um, I think as a B, I know last week you asked me about the Bijan and Algier thing. I think it's starting yeah. to tilt towards Bijan a little bit in terms of carries now as well as the receiving yards. Um, yeah. They kind of each have a role. It doesn't really bother me. Bijan is just really damn good. Did you see that fourth and one run where they gave it to him? They were in oh. field goal range to take the lead. And I was going to ask you about that. Out to him. Yeah, was that, was, that was, a, that was a ballsy call to run that little pitch play. It looked like it was dead in the dead in the tracks and then they got it. They pulled it out. Um, I wasn't sure if they were going to end up kicking the field goal the second time. They had two fourth yeah. inches, and they ended up kicking it, and they got they got like four straight incomplete passes to end the game. Um, yeah, I th- just, I think it was the right move to kick it the second time. Yeah, I agree. Packers were out of timeouts. Um, but yeah, I just think their defense is actually okay. Um, in the first half, it seemed like. The Packers were scheming a lot of guys open, like that touchdown to number eleven Reed. Uh, that that mm-hmm. was like an awesome play call by Matt Lafleur, I thought. Um, but in the second half, it just seemed like everything got really difficult. Yeah, and yeah, that's I think that's a testament to the the Falcons' defense. They did just enough. They to some, the Packers have some injuries on offense. Aaron Jones and Watson. Uh, yeah, Watson. Yeah. All right, next up, Colts. Uh, they beat the Texans 31-20. to This was one of our six-pack plays. Um, two early touchdowns by Anthony Richardson, and then he gets hurt again. And he actually pulled himself out of the game uh, with yeah. concussion-like symptoms. And I think they're evaluating him. But um, Minchu came in, went 19-23 for 171 and a touchdown. Um, do you think... Shane Steichen's offense is just pretty damn good because it yes. seems like you can plug and play anybody. If you got Minshew yeah. going 19 for 23, he's carving you up. Um, I know it's the Texans, but that's still still an NFL defense. They still have like Will Anderson and they have some guys. Um, I guess my thoughts on this game were all more, more at the macro than the micro. There's The Texans are going to be a bottom five team, so I don't want to take away a ton in, in terms of the actual game itself. But at a more of a macro level, I thought 
that CJ Stroud was fine. I don't think he was, I think he's actually looked decent throwing the football. Um, and then I thought that in, in terms of the Colts, Anthony Richardson has now not finished either game he has started. So that's a little concerning, especially, and maybe it's going to have to change how you use him going forward. Yeah, it's, I mean, 17 games is a long season. I know the first game he just like bruised his thigh. He probably didn't even necessarily need to come out, but he did. And this game, he obviously did need to go out and he will probably miss another one. Um, so that's interesting. I do think he is the best performing rookie, but CJ Stroud stats are also really impressive, like numbers wise, 58 of 91, 626 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and I hate to be the one to tell you this, and I know this doesn't necessarily mean anything, but CJ Stroud already has more 300 yard games than just saw that. I, I think, I think Stroud actually looks like, I think he looked pretty good. Um, the only thing is, in both games he's played, the game was kind of over early. So it was kind of just like they're chucking the ball around. Um, like I said, it was 14 to zero and like seemed like right off the bat. So he, he has yet, we have yet to see him in a close game situation or like playing meaningful snaps. So that's kind of the next test. But in terms of just like throwing the ball accuracy, he's passed the eye test so far. Yeah. I think it's going to take some time. Their offensive line is not up to snuff, and their weapons aren't great. So it's going to take a couple of years in Houston. All right. Um, next up, you want to talk Bears and and Bucks? Yeah. Um, but I think last week I said I thought the Bears defense would look better, not because they are better, but because the Bucks are just a little worse. I think that kind of was true. Um. It's their their third down defense still a complete joke. Um, there was like one play the the Bucks. I know you texted me about, it, but the Bucks fumble the snap, kick the ball, recover it, and then the next play throw a like forty yard touchdown on third and fourteen. And it was just like, yeah, that's that's how it goes. Um, the defensive line through two games has two QB hits and one sack. Um, that's pretty pretty hard to only get to the quarterback twice. They made Baker look like. Um, I mean, he looked like Baker his rookie year when everyone thought he was going to be really good. Um, he looked like Baker at Oklahoma, actually. Um, yeah. Justin Fields in the second quarter was probably the most, the lowest point of his career, the most disappointing. Um, last week, I saw that stat about him holding the ball. I think that stat's a little misleading because when you're running out of the pocket and things, it doesn't really matter. But yesterday or two days ago he he had a guy open and he just held it and took a sack two times in a row almost knocked him out of field goal range he's just not seeing the field they he's ran the ball four times which is just it's like he's being told he can't or he's trying not to run i don't know if he's trying to prove people he's not a running back um but if you're good at something and it allows other things I, it's like they're trying to develop him, but also not let him do the things he's good at right now. So I don't yeah. know the play calling at the end of the game, I think was as bad as the Browns play calling at the end of yesterday's game. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I just wanted to ask you like how much of the uh, poor play from fields do you attribute to their off their OC Luke Getze? Um, I think that the bucks just came in with a better plan and Baker is not, 
I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's that much more skilled than Justin Fields if he is. Um, but their Bears cornerback, Tyreek Stevenson, a rookie, was targeted eight times, gave up six catches for 143 yards and a touchdown. Like that's yeah, that, that's enough to lose a game. Uh, yeah. Whereas the Bucks had Zion McCollum, who was uh, filling in. He's a reserve. He was only targeted four times. Yeah, so our offensive ma- coordinator is not good. And that was a game yeah. where I think the the offensive line wasn't as 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 big of a mismatch. Like as much as I don't believe in the Packers, I actually think their defense is decent. They have eight first round picks. If eight of your eleven starters are first round picks, they're pretty talented. Um, so they could get after the quarterback. the The Bucks defense isn't bad, but it's not as I don't think it's as good as the Packers. Um, but coming into the game, I. I, this is kind of off topic, but I want to apologize to Nate Davis. Last week, I think I called him Ryan Davis, and I said something about him like missing all those practices and like sounded like he was just kind of like they made it sound like he was missing for personal reasons that were like not valid. Turns out he had a death in the family; he didn't travel with the team, um, so we were missing another starter even from last week on the offensive line. And then during the game today, our starting safety we were we were down three safeties. Um, Eddie Jackson hurt his foot. Jaquan, Jaquan Brisker had the flu, and then Kyler Gordon got hurt uh, last week. So, um, and it's not an excuse, but that Mike Evans 60, 70 yard play was a complete push off. I don't know how you missed that. I don't know how they they need to get like challenges back somehow because no, no. The thing is though, you can't have these spot fouls if you can't get the call right because those change the whole game because like these teams will just chuck it deep and they make a bad call and now you're on the goal line i don't know the games are so short with these rules as it is it's hard to make up for seven point swings well first off the browns lost last night their final drive there there was a questionable no call on a pass interference um but I still am not an advocate of bringing back those challenge yeah. flags. That one year, it was a it was it was hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's like I, I don't want to ruin the the rhythm of the game. I think when I'm watching other games, like if I'm watching the Panthers and the Saints, I do not want those flags called. But when it's your team, you want them because you want it called fair, even if it takes a little longer. So, but for 99 percent of the games you watch, it's probably not, or the minutes you spend watching football, it's not even your team playing. So. I get it. Um, it. It was just me on my soapbox for a second. Um, yeah. But, oh, one one th- other common theme I kind of touched on for a second there between the Bears and the Packers is both times the game kind of ended for both of our teams was on plays where the defense after the game said we knew what play was coming. I didn't see the couple plays leading up to the Deshaun Watson strip sack, but the Bears ran the same play from their own three-yard line three straight times out of the same formation. And the one was called back by a penalty and one was like thrown away. And they ran, I think I complained last episode, they they ran all these screens that didn't work. They were throwing like running back screens for negative yards. You're in your own end zone. If you get a uh, intentional grounding, it's a safety. If you hold it, it's a safety. You're backpedaling, trying to bring the defenders towards you. Uh, what's his name? I can't remember who the defender was. Levante David or something. He, he made a great play. He like faked like he was running towards fields, turns around, snags the ball with one hand, um, basically iced the game. I didn't even know fields threw a second pick until like 20 minutes ago when I was looking at the stats because I shut it off when they were down 10. Um, 
But yeah, yeah he, he I, threw he, that pick six at the end of the game. Oh, it was a pick six. Yeah, he threw two pick sixes in a row. Oh no 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 no! Sorry sorry. Because his second because it said he threw two picks and the first the, the Bears' first turnover of the game was the pick six with like a minute left, and then I shut it off. They're down ten, a minute left. So I I didn't even know he threw a second pick after that. So I haven't seen it. I don't. I'm sure it's a forced throw. Um, not excusing it, but yeah, I literally had no idea that happened. Um, yeah, not 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 a good game for the Bears. Um, their win total sitting at six and at or excuse me, it's at five and a half. That still seems high. Under at plus one fifteen. They have to win two of their next three, I think, or four after the Chiefs game. So two of the next four or five, or I think you just go into full tank mode. Yeah, because you're not winning this week. You're you're playing the Chiefs. You're zero three. Yeah, we can we can pull some stats for next episode. Um. Because like once you hit zero and two, I think there's like a seventy yeah. percent chance for missing the playoffs or something like that. But we we can we can pull that up and talk about that next episode. Um, because what I'd like to do too is you can do some research and you can tell me like what teams that are two and zero you think are actually like legitimate contenders and what teams that are zero and two, um, you know, are better than their record, vice versa. Yeah, and once the season um, gets going and the Bears fall off, we don't have to even talk about their game every week. It'll just be. Did they win? Did they lose? And did the rookies and second year players and some of the free agents they signed look good? Because that's really all I'll care about. Um, and then it's a race to the bottom. I know it's going to happen eventually, but they're going to let Justin have like four more weeks before they really pull the plug. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's going to be like for a lot of these teams towards the end of the year, too. Um, Definitely some really short analysis coming from us, but yeah. while we're still early in the year, it's nice to break everything down. And this another thing too is um, there's been a lot of the teams that you would think that are going to be at the bottom of the standings fighting for that spot that need a quarterback. A lot of them are winning. I don't know if that's good in the long term. It sucks losing week to week, but I don't know if it's good in the long term if you're a team that needs a quarterback and you're going to finish low anyway i don't know if you'd want to win like the, like the cardinals almost won if it comes down like the the bears and the cardinals play the second to last week of the season that could literally be loser gets caleb williams winner gets strike may type situation that yeah. would be amazing content yeah that would be two teams tr- literally trying to lose would be awesome yeah, if honestly, if it comes down to a situation like that, and you're the team where you know you have the tiebreaker, why would you not just kneel at every single play? Your fans will hate you for the rest no, of the day. Won't. Oh, the rest of the day, yeah. yeah. I was like, Bears fans, if they the the day. Williams <laughs> on lock would go nuts. Yeah, I, 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 I'm curious to know if like the, if the owner would get fined for that, but honestly, who cares? Um. Okay, we we got we got to keep moving on. Next game is Chiefs Jaguars. Um, <laughs> I think like a week ago, I was like, we need to bet the over fifty two and a half. Yeah. Well, Chiefs won seventeen to nine. Trevor Lawrence got literally nothing going. Um, the Jags defense did look good. They turned Mahomes over once. Um, made it a little bit tougher, but uh, Travis Kelsey stepped up in the second half, got a touchdown, and. I don't know. It really wasn't that exciting of a game. No, I had it on my split screen. Um, Kelsey was limping after the touchdown. I still think he's far from 100%. He's just gutting it out. 
Um, just the the threat of him, even as a decoy, I think makes them a lot better. And even if he's really only out there for like red zone situations, yeah. he's just so savvy and gets open. And Mahomes trusts him. And I think that's the big thing is Mahomes in big spots. That's who he wants to go to. Um, yeah, Trevor didn't look good. The Chiefs defense actually has impressed me through two weeks. That's yeah, that's something I uh, was not anticipating. Um, he had two really good throws. Uh, Trevor did. One got called back because the wide receiver stepped out of bounds, and then the other one he dropped it like on the ground trying to secure it. It would have been a crazy good catch, but um, they, the, it seemed like the Jaguars had a chance to kind of go up. I think they were up three, and they were about to score a touchdown to go up seven or ten. So. They couldn't pull it off. Yeah, and I think as we talk about this is big for yeah, I think this kind of gets rid of the Jags as the number one seed. Um, their odds of that plummeted it. Um, the Chiefs, though, I still don't really consider them a one seed this year, like you said, with Travis Kelsey still hampered. I think that they just want to get into the playoffs and maybe have that first yeah. uh, just win the division, have that first home playoff game. Then from there it's like who cares at that point? We'll just go and, and beat anybody. We can win on the road. Yeah, and like whoever does get the one seed, there's a chance that team loses before you even have to play them with the way the AFC yeah. looks right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Chiefs are back. Um, next up, Chiefs are back. No, they never left. But yeah. <laughs> I feel smart for leaving them at two in the power rankings, but um, I wasn't going to overreact to one week. They're going to be two and one a week from now. We're going to be having the same conversation. Yep. All right. Next up, not a lot to say here. Bills beat the Raiders 38 to 10. It was never really close. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G threw a couple picks. Um, Josh Allen, 31 to 37 for three touchdowns. I think they just told him, do not make any risky throws. Mm -hmm. You don't need to. Just take what the defense gives you. And he did. And and they just straight up dominated. So it was in my um, teaser. And before I knew it, the game was out of reach. So I didn't even turn it on. Um, the only thing I was curious about was, yeah, how did how did Jimmy G play? But based off what you just said, it sounds like it was uh, not good. Yeah, I mean, he had he has Devonte Adams and Hunter Renfro. Adams went eight, got eighty four yards and a touchdown, but they don't have um, Jacoby Myers had a concussion and he just had a huge game last week. So mm-hmm. they really need that team. wide receiver. Yeah, they need that wide receiver too back in the fold um, because I don't Hunter Renfro. I, I like him; he's a nice piece, but he has limitations. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep him in the slot. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think we're about halfway through next up. This is a really boring game. And then it turned into a good game. Uh, giants against the Cardinals. Um, Cardinals. What did they get out to a lead? They were up 20. Yeah. They're up 28. Nothing. Is that right? Yeah. Or, no, or I don't know. Maybe. I think so. Or it was at least 20 to no, nothing. No, no, It was just 20 to nothing. And then it was 28 to 7. Yeah. And then from there, uh, Saquon scored a couple times in a row. Danny Dimes threw a touchdown. Then they kicked the game-winning field goal with 19 seconds left. Uh, I think this is kind of like best-case scenario for the Cardinals. They showed that they have some pieces to keep it competitive because they really could be 2-0 and somehow, mm-hmm. but they're 0-2. So they're still in that good position to have a high draft pick that they can either use for a quarterback or just trade it and keep Kyler. Yeah. Um, so they're in a good space. James Connor 
he's just like really solid 23 for 106 and a touchdown. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily want him in fantasy just because the Cardinals suck, but he's still a good player. Um, and then I don't know the giants, like they needed this win. They're probably going to lose like the next five games. I yeah. don't even really, yeah, they just lost Saquon to an ankle injury. He's going to be out a couple weeks. Then they have a quick turnaround against the Niners on Thursday night. So good luck with that. Yeah, I think the Giants are turning into another really boring team. I know that game, I guess, ended up being exciting, but it's kind of like two bad teams. Um, the Cardinals also have two really high draft picks because I think they have the Texans first rounder this year. Um, so they have yeah. a chance. Them and the Bears could be like four of the top five picks. So that would be kind of cool to see. Um, I don't know. Like I said, the Tex- or the, the Cardinals through two weeks have perfected the tank lose close games, show some things, look, don't lose the locker room. I mean, obviously a lot of losing eventually will probably do that, but um, it's there, it's going exactly as planned. If you're a Cardinals fan, I still think their coach is a dweeb. So um, we'll see. <laughs> the current NFL draft order for 2024, which obviously means nothing, but it's fun to look at. Bears have the number two pick and this mock has them taking Marvin Harrison Jr. Can't go wrong there. Wow. Hey, dude, I, um, I think he's going to be amazing in the NFL. Yeah, he, he yeah, he's going to be the first position player drafted without a doubt. And it, it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be QB QB or if he can vault his way up there, because if there is a if there's a team drafting one that doesn't need a quarterback for whatever reason, they might not trade down just because he could be mm-hmm. that good and they'll want to keep him. Like, can you imagine if like the Cardinals are like one in one in three and they go Caleb Williams, Marvin Harris, and they just went from being like the joke of the sport to the most, they're going to be the most watched team next year. They're going to be like the, the league pass team of the NFL because everyone's just going to want to see that. It's going to be like, just get offensive linemen to protect them. Uh, you know, cause they did draft a, a lineman in the first round this year, I guess. But It'll just be like, just protect them and let's see what these two can do together. It'd be fun. Yep, exactly. All right, next up, we talked about this a little bit. Titans beat the Chargers 27-24 in overtime. Um, Chargers got the ball first in OT, did absolutely nothing. Uh, Titans just got the ball, home-ho, drove down the field, uh, got a a 41-yard field goal by Nick Folk. Um, I don't really know what to say about the Chargers. Brandon Staley, he's on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you can't win with this team, you can't. You're not going to be a good NFL head coach. So I'd be interested to see how long he lasts. If they lose against the Vikings next week, I could literally see them firing him after week three. It's not I, bad. Uh, yeah, because it's not like he's coming in here with uh, a really. He didn't come into the season in a safe spot. Um, he, this was kind of his like put up or shut up type year. I think the chargers are like that team. That's like the boy who cried wolf. There will be some year where they're actually good. And we're just, no one's going to believe it until they see it. Cause we've seen them even going back to Phil rivers where it's like the record might be good. They might be a high seed. They might have all this talent, but they're not going to get it done. And it's like, I just, I just don't have any faith in them whatsoever. It's why like, I could go compare their rosters to the Chiefs and think that they're better, but I'll still take the Chiefs. Um, I haven't listened to Bill Simmons and what he's got to say this week about Herbert, so I'll have to tune into that. But um, 
Yeah, Derrick Henry, 76 yards, a touchdown. So he's still churning them out. I have met 25 for 80 yards. So that's, I don't know, it's like three yards a carry. Yeah, he wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. He wasn't great, but he did have a touchdown. So pad those stats, baby. <laughs> they um, The Chargers didn't have Eckler, which I think is big, a bigger loss than I thought it was going to be. I thought Joshua Kelly would have a better game. He only had 39 rush yards. So hopefully getting them back uh, for next week will be good. The Chargers play, oh, yeah, the Vikings next week. So um just real quick, guessing that line. I don't know if you've seen it. Chargers at Vikings. What do you think the line is? Chargers minus two. Vikings minus one and a half. Huh. I could see that move into a pick on before, before yeah, kickoff. I could too. Yeah. I Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I would what, stay away from that two. line right now. Yeah. I'm not, you know, by Thursday, unfortunately, I might have chargers on the six pack. You're going to have to talk. Yeah. How, what, what has <laughs> happened for them to be not your Super Bowl pick anymore? Is it like one and uh, three? Is it oh and three? Like if they lose this, are they out for you? No, they're still, I think until they're eliminated from the playoffs, they're still my Super Bowl pick. I, I, I think just they out of stubbornness. It. I just like Justin Herbert. I like their weapons, their defense. I mean, their defense on paper looks good. You, Khalil Mack, you used to have a, a poster clear Khalil Mack on your wall. You love that guy, and they, they got him. <laughs> You're thinking of my Brian Urlacher fathead. But, uh, yeah, I was really excited about him five years ago. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. On paper, the Chargers are my Super Bowl champions. Uh, but that's why you played the game. All right, next up, uh, Niners beat the Rams 30-23. to uh, I don't know if you saw, but the Rams kicked a field goal as time expired um, so that they covered the spread. Do you think McVay uh, did that on purpose to cover the spread, or do you buy his excuse of he was just doing it for the point differential? Which, I was going to say, I actually people believe who don't him. Know, that's the seventh tiebreaker. Oh, is it really? I didn't know it was that low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... That makes it a little different. They're not making the playoffs I, yeah. anyway, so what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, they played competitive. They were, I don't know, at halftime. It was tied at halftime. Um, and then the Niners pulled away in the fourth quarter. Christian McCaffrey, 20 for 116. He's probably the best player in the NFL, minus maybe Jefferson and a couple of those other, and Tyreek Hill. Um, it looks like they have a kicker, Jake Moody. He hit he hit one from fifty seven. Um, yeah. so Jim, Jim made sure he had a glass of milk every single day, and, and you know got his protein in. So go Michigan football. Um, I don't know. I don't have a ton to say from this game. I think the the Niners just did enough to get it done. Yeah, I guess my only thoughts are my Rams under six and a half wins. It's getting a little interesting. Um, I hope they win a little bit because. They're a team that we talked about, I think, a month ago. Like, would they try to go for tank for a QB? I would. The more teams that are not tanking for a QB, the better I feel. So I wouldn't mind seeing them win a few games. Uh, they 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 play hard, and Stafford's grown up in the room. Yeah, I mentioned that I thought they could have the worst record in the uh, in the NFL, and I, that's clearly not going to happen based on these first two week performances. 
Um, Puka Nakua came out of nowhere, um, had another huge game, 15 receptions, 147 yards. Did you know PFF had him rated the highest wide receiver in all of 2022? Um, I'm not sure how I missed that this offseason, but who? the Rams. Like, Puka Nakua, the, the, the rookie wide receiver for the Rams. I had no idea. <laughs> Was it a small sample size? For college football? Oh, for college. I thought you were talking about the NFL. I was like, I didn't even, because I had never heard of him until last week. So I didn't even know if he was a rookie or a second year guy. He's or a rookie. What. He's a rookie, but through two games, he's 25. He has 25 receptions for 266 yards. He just put up 30 PPR fantasy points. He went fifth round, 177 overall. He went to Washington for a year and then he went to, or for two years, then he went to BYU for two years. Gotcha. Okay. Good draft steal. Yeah, it'll be interesting if Cooper Cup comes back. Um, if he's still going to be involved in the office offense, I would imagine he still would be. But I don't know. I haven't heard anything on the Cooper Cup front lately. Okay, um, we got to keep moving. We're forty-five minutes in. We still have a few games. Um, Jets, Cowboys, Cowboys destroyed them thirty to ten. Their defense was way too much for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson threw three picks. He sucks. He needs to be done. Yeah, I have nothing else to say um, besides he's terrible. Garrett Wilson got hurt too, so I'm, I'm wondering his status. But yeah, I don't know. Cowboys, legitimate um, legitimate Super Bowl contender. I also think CeeDee Lamb, let's keep an eye on him for, uh, for Offensive Player of the Year. 11 receptions for 143 yards. Usually yeah. when you see 143 yards, it's because someone had a big play, but he was literally just like chunking them out, 11 catches. So uh, yeah, he's, he's consistently special. beating. Yeah, he's beating those DBs. Uh, Mike McCarthy winning a second Super Bowl would be kind of hilarious after all the crap he got at, at the end of his Green Bay tenure and his beginning of his Cowboys tenure. Like if he won a second Super Bowl, winning one with the Packers and the Cowboys, It'd be just weird to think that that guy would have like one of the best resumes ever. And the whole time he was doubted basically, but obviously yeah. he still has to do it. Like it's probably like what, not a great chance still. Um, I don't know what the odds are, but I think they're one of the four best teams in the NFL. It would have been fun if it was jets against Cowboys in the super bowl, um, for the Rogers McCarthy rivalry. Mm-hmm. But, um, did you see Rogers took, got some special surgery so he could be back in January. Yeah, I'm not really entertaining that. I don't believe it for a second. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays another game this year, I will have an individual solo pod, just five minutes apologizing to him. Yeah, so I, don't, I don't want to talk about that more than we or just did because it's stupid. It's not happening. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this. Okay, uh, <laughs> Commanders, Commanders, Broncos. Back and forth game, crazy. Broncos threw a Hail Mary, tipped a couple times. Uh, Brandon Johnson came down with it. They went for two, didn't get it. So the commanders held them off 35-33. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. But You, you said the Falcons I'm not, earlier. Earlier you said the Falcons might be the worst 2-0 team in the league. I think the commanders are the worst 2-0 team in the league. I would take the Falcons over the commanders head-to-head. What about the Bucks? I think I the Bucks the, are the worst. You know, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty. Eh. 
I don't know. I think the commanders are just, yeah, I'd probably go Falcon. I, I guess I'm higher on the Falcons than you a little bit. I'd probably go like Falcons, Bucks, Commanders. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I well, Jury's still out in Sam Howell. I think uh, we might have to get Keel Huber, our Washington Commanders insider on, maybe at the halfway point of the year. He can break down some film for us. But uh, Howell just still has some stuff to prove. So, uh, But Ron Rivera, I know you mentioned he could be on the hot seat if they lose. Looks like uh, he's doing a good job. They're two and zero. So yeah, they beat they beat the Cardinals and they beat was it the Broncos? So yeah, I don't know how much that really means, but we'll see. Their wins yeah. are wins. True. Sunday night game: Dolphins twenty four, Patriots seventeen. Um, Patriots dug themselves in a hole again. They were down seventeen to three at halftime. Uh, they made it competitive in, in the fourth quarter, got it within seven, uh, got the ball back. Um, then they were short of the sticks, pitched it back to offensive line Nicole Strange, who got the first down, but then upon review showed he was a couple inches short. Um, so the Dolphins got the ball back and needed out. Tua looked good, 249 yards and a touchdown. Um, Tyree Kill, they kind of like, double teamed him and just like kind of like made two or throw short passes and just like had to meticulously drive down the field, which I think is a smart way to play this team. Um, I don't know. Patriots are Owen two. Do you think they're toast or do they, they got a chance? Yeah, that was the other team I was going to say. I think, I think they're done. I think they're less, I would say they're probably pretty similar to the Bengals. Um, I guess with the my my thing with the Patriots is they lack big plays. They they are a team that needs to stay on script so badly that like one penalty or one incompletion on first down and it seems like their whole drive is ruined. Um, they just don't have anyone that can take the top off of defense. So um, Mac made a couple mistakes. He wasn't terrible, but it just they're just not a very there's, their offense just isn't good enough to do anything significant. Um, yeah, Tua was surgical. That's how I would describe it. Um, it was a lot of that intermediate to short passing game, but he took care of the ball. Um, it seemed like the Dolphins kind of went into lockbox mode at the end of the game. They were like, we're up two possessions. Uh, the Patriots don't have a big play in them. Like, make them drive the field. I think on that Patriots touchdown drive, it took them – a lot of plays, a lot of time off the clock. And what's interesting is both times the Patriots got it to within a possession. Uh, they got, they got, they punted. Well, the one time they went three and out and punted. And then the next time was the fourth down flip play you mentioned. Um, so it was like when they needed to make a play, it seemed like the Dolphins stepped up on D. And when like they were up a couple of scores and kind of like playing a little conservatively, it was when uh, you saw the Patriots have some success. I, I still am a believer in the Patriots. I know I'm a little biased, but they're over under for wins right now is sitting at six and a half. I think they can I think they can go seven and ten this year. That shouldn't be that hard to do. Their schedule is not terrible. Um they have they still play the Jets twice. Um they play the Saints, they play the Raiders, they play the Commanders, the Colts, the Giants. 
the Steelers, Broncos, like you don't think they can win seven games? I think they can win seven games. Uh, I was thinking more about like the playoffs. I don't, I don't think yeah. they're, I don't think they're making the playoffs. Um, if you want to spin it positively, you can convince yourself that you just played potentially two of the best teams in the whole NFL. And so like yeah. losing oh. those games somewhat close isn't the worst thing in the world. Like you were underdogs in both. Um, I will say, yeah. the, so the, I, Oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I am going to spin it that way, and I want to bet on the Patriots' win total. So this is, in addition to our Bengals under official pod play, over six and a half wins for the Patriots, minus 115. The Patriots are significantly better than the Bears, and somehow the Bears only um, one second. The Bears are five and a half. Yeah, so them only having one win projected seems a little crazy. They're a lot better than the Bears. Um so I, I, that's fine. I'm not. I just don't think they're going to make the playoffs. So like, I, I think their season is dead in that aspect. Um, to be the contrarian to the my own positive take, uh, they did lose two of their both of the games they lost were at home. So out of your next 15 games, I think you're probably going to play eight or nine on the road. Uh, but yeah, the, and obviously the Jets losing Rodgers probably gives you an extra win this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too worried about playing on the road. I think their defense will show up. But yeah, that's a good point. All right, Monday night games. Um, I do not have a lot to say about the Saints-Panthers game. Bryce Young is kind of boring. That whole game was boring. Yeah, I, I watched. Know, every, you, I watched. Watch I watched everything outside of the first uh, first like ten minutes of the game. Um, going getting home i made sure to leave the office early because like people were already tailgating and like i park in the garage closest to the stadium and like there was a decent crowd turnout there's a lot of saints fans that live around here so it was i bet i wouldn't be surprised if that crowd was like a decent chunk uh saints fans um it's not a great home field advantage pretty much for anyone or for the panthers against anyone when they go in there um it's just a very transplant city I, i took the I took the Saints to cover. I took the under in the game. Both hit. Um, I I think Bryce Young has looked the worst of all the rookies. Um, I think in a typical scenario, I think you would maybe sit him. I know they got Andy Dalton. Um, if he's not ready to play, then like, I mean, some of the things out there were very like, he was lost a couple of times. So yeah, uh, I feel decent about them being a bad team and falling pretty far in the standings. They just don't have an incentive late in the year because they don't have a first round pick to lose. So I am worried about them picking up some cheap wins late in the season, but they are in last place in their own division by two games already. <laughs> two games to everyone. Everyone in that yeah. division is two and hey. up with them. Hey. It's okay, man. Bryce Young's cool, calm, and collected. Did you see Frank so. Reich? Frank Reich after the game said he thinks that they're about to put up a 30-point week here soon. I don't know what he saw to come to that conclusion, but... All right, so we it. need to bet the Panthers team total under next week. Bookmark yeah. that. I don't even know who they're <laughs> playing, but I was like, okay, dude. They're playing the Seahawks. Me. They're playing the Seahawks, and... That game is the line. What's the line here? From what I was looking at earlier in the day, the line was not, uh, not especially. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Where is this? The 
Panthers are five and a half point underdogs. I think the Seahawks beat them. By is that in I'll Seattle? Probably, I'll probably tease, yeah, I'll probably tease that down. Okay. I was going to say Seattle has a good home field advantage, um, but the Panthers don't. So like if it were in, in Carolina, I wouldn't really factor it in. But because it's in Seattle, they actually do have a legit 12th man. Um, and they did win last week. It might be a decent crowd, I think. You, that'll be Bryce Young, a, ch- a chance to rattle him a little bit, even though they say he's uh, his heartbeat doesn't get above like 75 ever. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. He's, yeah, well, his height doesn't get above 510 either. So. His weight doesn't get above 160 either. They say he's, they say he's like 200. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no, the, co- the combine, he literally gained like 20 pounds for that one day. And then probably and then, shaved it all off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final game. Steelers beat the Browns 26 22. Um, I was in a bad place last night. I had to sit down in silence for like 10 minutes and put my head down and, and reevaluate what I just witnessed. Um, I guess the biggest thing was Nick Chubb tore his knee up. He's out for the year. Sucks. Feel bad for him. Um, I'm not going to say Minka Fitzpatrick did that intentionally, but I'm also not going to say that he didn't do it intentionally. You can't read his mind, right? So, yeah, I don't know. Um, didn't look good, but Browns, um, they're the only team this decade to uh, to lose a game that they had a fourth quarter lead in when their opponent had negative yards in the fourth quarter. So that's kind of hard to follow, but the Steelers had negative seven yards in the fourth quarter and scored a touchdown off a Deshaun Watson fumble um, and ended up winning. I'm officially saying Deshaun Watson sucks. Um, This is the biggest mistake contract wise in NFL history. Um, I just don't, I don't think he has it anymore. Um, I think he, he still can play well, but his confidence is not, Anywhere where it needs to be, there were so many throws that he should have made just like in, um, with some anticipation. Like, yeah, you have pressure, but you should know where the crosser is. Like, there were guys open. Amari Cooper was open. Elijah Moore was open. And he wasn't giving him the ball. Um, yeah, Kenny Pickett didn't look much better. Brown's defense was really solid. Kenny Pickett, 15 to 30 for 222. Najee Harris was horrible. He's, I don't know. They need to give Jalen Jalen Warren the ball more. He looked a lot more explosive. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't see a bright future for either of these two teams. It was a tough night for me as well. Obviously, I had the Browns in the six pack. I had I had a bet on them with like you know my my money, and then I'm a Nick Chubb fantasy owner. So mm-hmm. you throw all that in there, it was not a great night. Um, it. It seemed like the they could run the ball at will for the first half. I was like, Nick Chubb is going to be a 25-point fantasy performer tonight. And I truly believe that if he didn't get hurt, he would have been. Um, the, the first half play calling was already suspicious to me. Um, even on some of the plays that... Like that fourth down option on like the... I don't know what the hell that was. I know Watson fumbled and like that's his fault, but like that is a terrible play call when you Way have too cute. when yeah. you have a healthy Nick Chubb at that point in time. It just didn't make any sense. There was a few other plays in the first half where I was like, this is just bad 
bad football. Um, maybe I'm misremembering. I thought Elijah Moore had a couple mis misplays or drops that kind of bothered me too. Um, not that I have he had one. He had, a, a, he had a play on the sideline. He should have got both feet down. Yeah, him. yeah. There was That's another play. I thought he maybe messed. Like I think it was like a miscommunication on the route. Um, yeah, I think Deshaun Watson is kind of mentally broken. It is hard to take two years off from playing football. It's probably really hard to be viewed as a piece of shit in the public eye. He deserves it, but like um, in a vacuum, that's not easy. Um, I would have to imagine that on a in an organization with hundreds of people in it, from staff to coach, coaching staff to like support staff to your teammates, there's a lot of people in that building that don't respect you, and it has to be very uncomfortable um, to do some of the things he's alleged to have done. You kind of have to be weird in the head and maybe it doesn't bother him, but I just have a hard time believing that your like private life can be like in that situation and it not affect your performance, especially a position that's so cerebral um, decision-making while he was suspended last year, he wasn't practicing or in the facility. So it's hard to just take two years off of playing a sport and pick up and be great. So I agree. That's a terrible decision. Um, I was reading about some of the contract stuff even worse than I thought. Um, it sounded like maybe I'm wrong. You might know better than me, but it sounded like they they moved the money around so that it was less of a cap hit this year, but it hurts more next yeah. year. Yeah. But really, this felt like it was kind of their window um, to have all these weapons and pieces with him. And now you lose Chubb. That's not his fault, but um, it's it just put a lot of pressure on the 2023 season. Um, so... And now if you don't get the job done, 2024 looks a lot more bleak. No first rounder again this year or next year. We don't have a first rounder. Oh, uh, oh this upcoming year. Yeah, the, I was like, yeah. two years from now we have one. Okay. Yeah, I was trying to. I, I said, when I said this year, I was thinking 2024 draft. Yeah, you're good. I say I you you got got me sad for a second because the only thing I look forward to as a Browns fan is the NFL draft. Yeah, when I so. when I look, you guys have um, you have two fourth rounders or something like that. It was something weird. Like you have some. I think you got like a piece, like a later pick back or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's just not good. Yeah. And, and I, I feel bad for Nick Chubb as well. I don't know what happens yeah. with his contract situation. I don't know if he's gotten paid yet or not. So. Um, there's a real chance he's yeah, like he, never the same guy, and that's sad. I mean, to be fair, people did say the same thing about him when he hurt that same knee in college. Um, he's on a three-year, thirty-six million dollar contract right now, so he made his money. I mean, he should yeah. be making a lot more. He's really like, if he would have stayed healthy for ten years, he could have been an all-time great. Which I am a little biased, but he is the best runner in the league, him and Derrick Henry right now, probably. So, um, yeah, yeah pretty, he's been pretty in the league for five years. So you could argue like it, he was maybe not on the back nine, but he wasn't this, this year might've been like his peak. And now you don't even get to see that because he looked great yeah. yesterday. Yeah. All right. Well, no smooth transition from that, but you want to talk a little college football. Yes, so the the six pack pick I gave out hit. I think I went four and five on 
the other picks. Um, I don't, I didn't count up the units. I think some were more uh, shorter odds than others. So um, I don't I don't know how it ended up total. I know it was probably pretty close to even. Um, the big the worst beat was that LSU. Uh, they held Mississippi. I took the under in that one. It was like fifty four and a half, and it ended at fifty five. So that really hurt. Um, but other than that, um, I think college football in general was a bad slate, but some of the games ended up being interesting because of how many matchups there was like just a lot of drama and teams that hated each other. Like even the Colorado, Colorado state game ended up being entertaining. And that was a 24 point spread going in, um, Tennessee, Florida, like there was like sideline clearing stuff, like. It just seemed like a lot of these games were very hostile and ended up being a little closer than like you probably would have thought. South Carolina was leading Georgia at halftime. Bama was three to three at halftime, and them and USF got into a scuffle. Um, just a lot of drama kind of around the league or the sport that made it entertaining, at least for being some probably the worst slate out of the 12 weeks or 13 weeks of the season. Um, I don't know if you caught any of the games, but I can get into some more in detail. I just didn't know if you had any thoughts. Yeah, I I, I watched a few of them. I stayed up for the Colorado game, so we can touch on that real quick. They beat Colorado State. Um, Colorado State just totally pissed that away. They had a yeah. fourth and two with like, I don't know, two minutes left or something like that. And they chose to punt it away when they were up eight. I don't. Why don't you just go for it and step on their throat and win? Because even if you don't get it, you still can stop them on that two point conversion and win if they drive down and score. So, their yeah. coach, uh, he made all the right decisions. Then in the fourth quarter, he got scared, and that is not how you beat Coach Prime. So. Yeah, I agree. I thought Colorado State played decently well. Like honestly, they outplayed them too. Because if you go back to the first quarter, they made a field goal. There was a penalty, so they got the ball back. I kept. I, I remember texting you guys. I was like, they should have just taken the three points. Instead, they throw a pick six. So that's a ten point swing, and it's like you ended up going to overtime. Uh, obviously, everything plays out differently. You never know what would have happened, but there was just a lot of like moments where it's like they gave it away. Um, Colorado is a twenty one point underdog this week against Oregon. I got it at twenty and a half. I or for Oregon. I think Oregon's going to win. Um, it's cool to see how many people Colorado has brought into following the sport, but some, there's a lot of casuals following it right now that are just making some dumb takes. And um, we'll see how many of them are still here in four weeks. If they're, if they've lost a few games, they're going to be underdogs in like two of their next three games. Um, and I, the spread, I would be very surprised if they were better than like four and one or better, or better than like four and two coming out of this um yeah there yeah, yeah i don't know it's, it's it's very possible that tcu is just in fact not that good um and nebraska might be a bottom two or three team in the whole big 10 um yeah so i don't know i think i think it's a little bit of an overreaction but it's a fun story yeah yeah it's it's definitely good entertainment so i'm here for it um especially as a college football hater quote unquote but yeah, they're fun to watch for sure. Um, I was really impressed with LSU, though. I think that uh, 
Yeah. I think they're going to give Bama a run for their money. Bama, I don't know what Saban's up to. Um, I, I heard you have some insider information for us on Nick Saban's career. But yeah. real quick, Jalen Milrow was announced the starter again for this week. I don't know what the heck happened last week when they benched him, but all I know is he celebrated with the team. He was pumped for his guys. That's my quarterback one. I'm a Jalen Milrow guy. I don't care if he can't throw the ball intermediate and short he's got a good deep ball he's got great legs i'm i'm, I'm all in on Jalen. So, so here's my understanding he was suspended that's why he didn't start that's why he was still cheering on the other guys and it wasn't like a petty thing because he knew he was going to start again week four i don't know what he's suspended for nobody knows because saban didn't make it like didn't say anything about it but that's what uh like 247 and the guys close to the program are saying that it was an internal suspension for something that must have happened. I don't think it's anything like serious or like a legal issue or anything like that. Um, and the reason that they, the other story is that uh, the offense, the offensive line in particular was not happy about this suspension. And that was part of the reason they um, look like a team that quit because they did. I think they were kind of taking it out on the quarterback, the backup, which is unfair, but they were trying to send a message to the coaches like, we don't agree with whatever happened. Um, yeah. There's a lot of rumors about this being Saban's last year. I don't know if I buy it. I, he seems like someone who has trouble walking away from it. He could have walked away from it so many times already. If he was going to walk away, he should have done it after Bryce Young left. There was no point even coming into this year. Um, maybe he tries to see if he can land a big fish in the portal. At quarterback, I don't know, uh, but he is a lot older than people think. Um, I think he's in his what mid seventies. He has a birthday next month, so um, he really has nothing to prove in the sport. He has all the money in the world, and he's getting to an age where it's like he should have probably been retired years ago. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he doesn't retire. Comments, it's what? comments like that that keep Nick Saban going. Yeah, but the, yeah, it's like. Yeah, he's gonna. He's too competitive to quit. But if even if he doesn't, it's gonna be one of those things where every off season for the next couple of years, we're talking about: is this the last year? Is Saban done? Like, I just hope it doesn't get to the point where it's annoying and he just makes a decision one way or another. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk some in-state? I, I actually want to talk about Iowa State as much as I want to talk about Iowa. And I know people are gonna think I'm gonna. I'm here to rip on Iowa State. That's not what I'm gonna do. Um, Iowa State well first I'll just talk about Iowa Iowa won by 31 they covered the spread it was not pretty in the first half Cade did not look good he had a second quarter possession where he caused Brian Ferentz to throw his head sacks. he missed a wide open touchdown and instead forced a pick um, he's only had three live weeks of practice in the last 53 weeks so I try to keep that in mind obviously he's someone who at Michigan he ran a little bit he extended plays with his legs. He's now kind of a sitting duck in the pocket. There was a play. He tweaked his quad again. Um, this is not something that's just going to go away. Um, uh, Iowa lost Luke Lachey, broke his ankle clean. He has surgery. He's done for the year. We can talk about it another day, but I don't know if that means he's coming back or if he goes to the NFL and just takes the hit in his draft stock. Um, that was the safety net of the offense. That was the the most explosive quote unquote player on the offense. I don't know how Iowa adjusts. 
I know they might do something. Maybe they need to do something crazy and throw it to the wide receivers. I don't know. But a huge loss. They're going into Penn State this week without two of their top running backs. And they are also without their best tight end. So not exactly how you wanted week three against Western Michigan to shake out. But they did get 41 points. The defense gave up a big play. The defense needs to clean up the communication. All the big plays they've given up this year have been communication related more so than like lack of talent or anything. So I'm confident Phil will figure it out. Um, the offensive line ran, was good in the run game. So that's the first time I've seen that in a couple of years. So it felt good. Um, any thoughts on the Iowa game if you watched any? Yeah, I watched like from the second quarter on kind of after the, the weather delay. I know that happened early, early in the game, but they, um, I don't know. They played fine. It's just so boring. I it's, I don't know. It's going to be a huge step up with Penn state next week. Like you're going to know if I was good or not next week. So there's going to be no more, no more wondering. I don't need any more excuse excuses from Cade. I guess not that he's verbally saying them, but just like, Oh, he can't roll out. He can't do this. It's like, if you're ever going to take those risks, it better be now because this is your season. This is if you want to, you know, make it to Indy. This winning this game goes a really long way, um, because I I do think Wisconsin is apt to losing a couple games in the Big Ten. I'm not super impressed with them, so winning this one would be huge. Um, I think on here I said that I wanted to. I was going to take Penn State to cover. Um, however, I did not know the line was going to be 14 and a half. So yeah, it went from I, 10 and a half to 14 and a half after they, uh, beat up on Illinois pretty good last week. Um, Illinois, yeah. Penn state on paper maybe has the top two or three resume, um, in terms of the, in terms of the teams that are like, you know, fighting for a playoff bid. Um, they've been one of the more impressive teams, um, It'll be it'll be an interesting game. I think their crowd has a lot of animosity for what happened two years ago. I think that place is going to be um, it's it's going to be a hostile environment, and then some. Um, they're still mad about Iowa fans cheering or booing when one of their players got a couple of their players got hurt in twenty twenty one. They were clearly faking injuries. They came back in the next play. It was a whole ordeal. Then kind of forgot about it until this week when they were saying some pretty messed up things about Luke Lachey breaking his ankle, saying he was faking it and things like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Like I said, it's a litmus test. If you, It's an opportunity. If you lose, the season isn't over. But uh, you just don't want to go out there and get outclassed because that can, that can be terrible um, for the fan base, for the team. Um, but I do want to talk about Iowa State. Um, I know I... People are probably going to think I'm going to come here and roast them. Like I said, I'm not going to. I actually want to give a shout out to Rocco Beck, their quarterback. Um, I think he's, I think he's tough. I think he's a. I don't know if you saw this. He was playing with like the some virus last week. I don't know if it's COVID related. It starts like an N. I don't know, but he was throwing up on the sidelines, and he was he didn't even go to the locker room during halftime. He was leaning on a fence, throwing up profusely. He didn't even make it to the locker room. Um, I'm surprised they even let him play considering they have a four-star elite 11 quarterback that they've hyped up for a year now waiting in the wings. Um, but I want to say, I think he's actually decent. And I think JJ Cole, that quarterback I mentioned, he's going to have to actually beat him out. I don't think this job is going to be handed to him. He is very, very accurate. 
in the short and intermediate pass game. I don't know if we've really seen deep balls yet, but their offensive line is so bad. Um, they kind of have kept the training wheels on him because, you know, his first few starts and their offensive line sucks, but I think they need to cut him loose. I actually think he's a decent quarterback, so I want to give him a shout-out. Um, their running game might be the worst in Power 5. They actually average less. Their, their scoring offense last year was ranked below Iowa's, if you can believe that. Um, their running game is absolutely dreadful. They lost, what, 10-7 to versus Ohio? Um, but if you go back and you watch the tape, uh, I think you'll come away with two positives, the defense and your quarterback. So um, rarely do I give a compliment, but um, he was someone I really just thought was going to be a placeholder quarterback and not someone who actually may have a future. I think it's a lot easier for you to compliment them after Iowa just beat oh, them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I really want to yeah. clown them for losing to Ohio. I, I think Matt Matt Campbell kind of made an ass out of himself afterwards, but um, I don't know. They have a lot of problems, but the quarterback and the defense are not the problems. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's um, Matt Campbell's come a long way since he was the top NFL uh, head coaching prospect like four cycles ago. Yeah, he's not on the hot seat. I just think this is the first time he's faced true questions and adversity from the fan base. It was a little bit at the end of last year when they got beat by like 70 by TCU to end the year. But he's really been treated like a god there for winning a meaningless Fiesta Bowl during COVID when they beat a four and three Washington team or Oregon team who had lost to Washington state and to some <laughs> other teams. So it really meant nothing at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the rest of their season goes. I think they win this week. They play Oklahoma state. The under is 36 and a half, which I think is like one of the lowest in big 12 history. I took the under. I honestly think those offenses are so bad. Oklahoma State lost to uh, South Alabama. Yikes. And, yeah, it was pretty bad. Um, there was a couple other games. Obviously, Florida won. Um, Tennessee has a quarterback problem. I think we can safely say that. Um, trying to think if there are any other noteworthy games. But uh, I think Bama will bounce back. I think Georgia kind of turned it on. In the second half, I scored him 21 zip. Um, I'm not too worried. Ohio State's quarterback has also clicked too, if you haven't paid attention. Yeah, so I think this this uh the episode that we record in a couple days on Thursday night, I kind of want to roll through the NFL quicker than normal just because like this college weekend is so important and mm -hmm. there's so many good games. We have Iowa, Penn State, um, Texas Baylor, Florida State, Clemson. Um, and then obviously Ohio State, Notre Dame, uh, Bama, Ole Miss, uh, and Colorado, Oregon. So I definitely want to preview all those top games. Um, we'll give you some picks on those. Hopefully we have them. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a big, big football weekend for sure. Yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I do want to quickly, before we finish up college football, um, I do just want to call out the maybe the worst offensive performance mm -hmm. I have ever seen in a college football game. I don't know if you heard about this. Did you see what Arizona State did this week against no. Fresno State? They lost 29-0 to zero versus Fresno State at home. I want to read you. This is their offensive possessions. Are you ready? 
Yep. First drive, interception. Next drive, fumble. Next drive, fumble. Next drive, turnover on downs. Next drive, interception. Halftime. Start halftime with the ball. Punt. Next drive, interception. Then a fumble. Then a punt. Then an interception. Then a punt. Then an interception. And then time expired. Was it an interception by the same guy? The same quarterback, you mean? Yeah. Um, No, they played three different quarterbacks. (laughs) They started with Jacob Canover, who went six for 16 with two picks, with a QBR of five. Drew Pine, I think he's a former Notre Dame quarterback. Does that sound right? I think it was Notre Dame. He came in five for 13 with two picks, 2.9 QBR. And then Trenton Borget, I don't know who that is, six for eight with a pick, 25 QBR. They ran the ball 27 times for 42 yards. That's hard to do. Yeah, it it is just, they. oh, they also fumbled three times as a team and they lost all three, two by Drew Pine and one by their running back. So Drew Pine had four turnovers. Drew Pine was the backup for Notre Dame uh, when they lost to Bama in the playoff in 2021. But yeah, that's that is. I have never seen anything like that in my life. I mean, five interceptions and three lost fumbles, a turnover on downs, and then the clock running out. Uh, so I just wanted to quickly give Arizona State a shout out. Keep it up. Uh, I'm going to start following them every week to see what the offense is doing because that is that is entertaining. That's yeah, that's absurd. One absurd thing, and this is totally transitioning from college football because uh, I think we covered it all. But FanDuel had the odds for um, going back to the NFL odds to make a field goal in all the noon and 4 p.m. games. It was at 200 to one, and it hit. Oh, I saw um, that. DraftKings had it at 30 to one as the open price, and FanDuel had it 200 to one. So it's like, oh. Did they add an extra zero? Should have been 21. No, it got bet down to 120 to one. And they kept it up and they lost $20 million off that. So whoever, whoever did that's getting fired. Um, yeah. I would say I'm, I'm sure they're going to post it again this week and they'll probably have it like 75 or 50 to one. Don't bet it. It probably won't hit. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll yeah, suck that, they're going to try to get, they're going to try to make up their money on the back end by people who saw that. And then are like, oh, I need to get in on that. That's why they always tweet out those plays where it's like, see what this person hit? It's because they want to get suckers to throw in these yeah. crazy long odd bets and they make money. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. I don't really want to talk a ton about baseball. I just want to say the Cubs. No. The Cubs. Oh, did you have something you want to say? Yeah, I have one baseball question for you and that's right. it. Yeah. What percent chance do you give the Cubs to make the playoffs? That's 25. all I want to know. 25 come on that's Vegas, too low v- fan graphs gives them a 45 percent chance and i don't think they're factoring in they're not factoring Blade in the graph. human elephant the Blade human graph element. 25 the human elephant. they have a 45 yeah, percent chance you throw in the guys on the il they got the fatigue they are worn down um and then you throw in just like they are completely mentally shattered they went the last time we like recorded, I think we were at 92% playoff odds. And it was like, are they going to win the division or not? They went two and eight, and now it's down to 45%. Um, it's just, 
there's going to be conversations about David Ross's job if they lose, fair or not. Um, to me, it'll just be what other options are out there. Like if you can get a top name, maybe. I don't even know who that would be. I don't think you're getting counsel. I don't think he would even come to the Cubs unless you gave him the same money. So I just, I don't know. I have, I just have a lot we'll of. see what happens. I have a lot we'll of things to rant about. So I've, I've been a little ticked off the last few days. Let's uh, let's see how the next couple of days goes. Let's hope they take two straight from the Pirates, um, and then we can start talking about it again. Yeah, I might need the Brewers to give us some wins so that we can even make the playoffs. Don't let the Cubs make the playoffs, though. Don't let us get hot, though. Cubs and four. Let them get in. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think I think we're good. Um, this ran a little long. But there's just so much to talk about. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. Um, we'll be back Thursday to give our picks for this upcoming weekend, preview college football and NFL, and then talk a, a tiny bit of MLB if we have time. But um, if anyone has any listener questions or anything, continue to tweet at us. We appreciate the support uh, and everyone, uh, I guess, being a, being a part of the podcast. So um, we're having fun doing this. We want to keep doing it um, and we do it for you guys. So thanks for tuning in. This has been another episode of Bet GPT.